You could call them my go-to verses. Three verses of the New Testament that I call to mind quite often, especially in the midst of trial and difficulty and temptation. These three verses give me strength, they give me hope, and they also give me perspective, which is often a help when you're dealing with a challenging and difficult situation in your life. You need to get the right perspective on the problem. In doing this, I'm taking the advice of St. Paul, the advice St. Paul gave to the Christians in Ephesus, in Ephesians chapter 6, when he said, In all circumstances, hold faith up before you as your shield. It will help you to extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. For St. Paul, the Word of God was, among other things, a weapon. A weapon that we should use to battle all of those things that Satan will use to try to destroy us. Things like fear, things like anger, confusion, doubt, lust, greed, etc. Of course, to use this weapon effectively, you first of all have to know what the Word of God says, which means you've got to be reading your Bible. Then you have to believe what you read in the Word. And finally, you have to cling to the truth that you find in the Word. We have a great example of this, not surprisingly, in Jesus Christ himself. As you all know, our Lord prepared for his three-year earthly ministry by fasting for 40 days and 40 nights in the Judean desert. When he had finally finished that fast, he had to have been tired, he had to have been physically weak, and of course, he had to be extremely hungry. Well, Satan was well aware of those things, and he tried to take advantage of the situation by tempting Jesus, by tempting him to say no to the mission the Father had given him to die on the cross and save the human race. Notice how Jesus resisted the three temptations that Satan threw at him. He did it by the power of the Word. He successfully resisted the temptations of Satan by quoting scripture to him. Satan said, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Jesus said, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. That's a quote from scripture, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And we're told that the devil took him to the top part of the temple and said to him, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. Heck, the angels will catch you. Everybody will see it. You'll be a hero. They'll listen to you. To which Jesus responded, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. It's another quote from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16. Finally, the devil showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, and he tried to get Jesus to worship him by bribing him. Jesus. All the power in these kingdoms belongs to me. You want that power? Just worship me. At that point, Jesus had had enough. He said, Get away, Satan. It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God. Him alone shall you serve. That's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. 
So here we have Jesus, our Lord and Savior, using the word of God like a sword to repel the attacks of the evil one. Suppose you could say that these verses of Scripture were three of our Lord's go-to Bible verses. But it really doesn't matter what you call them, my brothers and sisters. The point to remember is, they worked. And here Jesus, I believe, is giving us an example to imitate. An example that St. Paul obviously followed in his own life, as that text from Ephesians 6 that I read to you earlier indicates. I mention this this morning because one of my three go-to verses is found in today's second reading. It's 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and it reads, My grace is always sufficient for you, for in weakness power reaches perfection. Here St. Paul is talking about his thorn in the flesh, which was some kind of trial, some kind of suffering, that God allowed him to experience at least from time to time. Now the word in Greek that Paul uses in the original text is the word scholar, which is not what you eat. It's S-K-O-L-O-P. It's usually translated as thorn, but many scripture scholars will tell you that the word is more accurately translated as stake, not the stake you eat. S-T-A-K-E, stake. So what was this thorn, this stake in the flesh that troubled St. Paul so much? Well, the answer is we don't know for sure. Some people say it was the persecutions that St. Paul often experienced when he preached the gospel. Others say it was a temptation of some kind, temptation to pride, temptation to lust, temptation to some other sin. Still others say it was a physical ailment of some kind, Maybe something that had to do with Paul's eyes. They say that because in Galatians 4.15, St. Paul wrote, Indeed, I can testify to you that if it had been possible, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. As if he had some problem with his vision. But whatever it was, it had to have been pretty bad, since Paul prayed hard and more than once for God to take it away. But the Lord did not take it away. He did not remove the stake. For some reason, probably Paul's growth in holiness, the Lord allowed it to continue. As he allows us to experience certain ongoing trials in our lives, which are supposed to be for our growth in holiness. And yet even though he didn't take the thorn away, the Lord promised Paul that he'd always be there. That he'd always be there with the strength, the power, the help he needed to deal successfully with the thorn, with the scholar. In your weakness, Paul, my power reaches its perfection. When I face a trial or a difficulty in my life, I imagine Jesus saying those same words to me. My grace is always sufficient for you, Father Ray, for in your weakness, my power within you reaches its perfection. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It's a great go-to verse. My other two go-to verses are 1 John 4, 4 and Philippians 4, 13. 1 John 4, 4 reads, The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Now when I call that verse to mind, I always personalize it for myself. 
Greater is he who is in me, namely Jesus, of course, than he who is in the world, the devil. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. That verse is powerful. That verse gives me a special strength, a special confidence in dealing with the evil I encounter every day in the world, as we all encounter evil every day. And it also helps me in dealing with temptation. Reminds me that the power of God is always greater than the power of evil in this world. And it's also greater than the power of the temptation to do evil, which can be pretty strong, as we all know, at times. And lastly, there's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That verse reminds me that I need to trust in Jesus, that I need to rely on Jesus in every aspect of my life, especially in the challenging situations. In other words, in those situations where I doubt my ability to do what I need to do, to do what God wants me to do. Now, I'm sure that when St. Paul wrote these words, he was basing it on his own personal experience of sharing the gospel. As we all are well aware, St. Paul was not always affirmed when he preached the gospel. He was not always affirmed in his apostolic ministry. As he said in one of his letters, he was stoned once, beaten with rods three times, and scourged with forty lashes five times, among other things. I'm sure there were moments in the midst of those trials when he wondered if he would have the strength to continue the mission that God had given him. But the strength came, praise God. And in the process, God taught him a lesson. A lesson which he shared with the Philippians 2,000 years ago, and which he shares with us today. I, Paul, can do all things, not by my own willpower, not by my own strength. Rather, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, who strengthens me with his saving grace. I need to think that same thought about myself quite often, especially when the task at hand seems too great for me, and I wonder, how am I going to do this? Those are my three go-to verses, 2 Corinthians 12.9, 1 John 4.4, and Philippians 4.13. What are yours? If you do not have them, if you don't have any go-to verses at the present time, my suggestion is that you read your Bible, especially the New Testament, and allow God to give you some. And he will, I promise you, he will. You'll be reading along, and all of a sudden a verse will jump out at you. And you'll say, that's it. That's one of them. That's something I need to remember. That's something I need to be reminded of, especially in difficult situations. Then memorize the verse and start to use it.